You're listening to the Beltway Briefing, a podcast from Cozen O'Connor Public Strategies with perspectives from both sides of the aisle. Now for political insight and strategy, let's get started with your hosts, Howard Schweitzer and Mark Alderman. All right. Welcome back to the Beltway Briefing. Mark is off the injured reserve list and and back with us in D.C. And we're joined by our colleague Patrick Martin coming to us live from Chicago. So, guys, Democratic debate, fifth debate over in the books. Mark, truth, true or false? Age doesn't matter. And Joe Biden is fit to be president. True fact, of course, Joe Biden is fit to be president. Age matters, but doesn't disqualify him or Bernie or Elizabeth or the incumbent who is, of course, unfit and disqualified otherwise. But even you, Howard, don't seriously intend to sit here and say that Joe Biden is unfit to be president. Age matters a lot. And if you, I mean, watching him last night, he, he is out of it. Howard, he is or false fact or fiction. Joe Biden is fit to be president. false. I wow. believe it's false. You Mark, he can't you, formulate a coherent thought. You're hurting your chances of that inaugural ball ticket that I was well, going to try to get for you because he is going to be the next president. I look 10, 15, 20 years ago, Joe Biden, even 10 years ago, like, fine, 100%, the right man, the right person for the job at the right point in time, but we're not there. And he he looks terrible. He looks slow. He looks out of it. I mean, his answer to the question about violence against women was horrible. No, no. His answer to the question was that we need to re-up the Violence Against Women Act, the original. Mark, you're focusing on the content. I'm focusing on the delivery. The delivery was horrible. It's not just Joe. It's Joe Plus. I've known Joe a long time. You have. I have known him to be very (laughs) Joe-like at times. This is not his strength, the debate stage, but it is to me just borderline Trumpian to say that Joe Biden is unfit to be president. Mark, he... he The content of that answer was impeccable because of... No, it wasn't. He He talked about punching out the problem. You don't answer... You don't answer a question. That's part of the content. You're running to be president of the United States. Everything you do is about symbolism and delivery and rhetoric. And measuring him against Trump is not the standard to which we should hold somebody. And because the Republican nominee is going to be who? Because the Democrats should be putting forward the best nominee they can possibly put forward. And you can't answer questions like that. You can't answer a question about violence against women by one talking about men acting in self-defense, which was a silly point, and two, talking about punching out the problem. Everybody on the stage laughed at him, literally. Everybody laughed at him. Could have done better with his vocabulary. Could have helped himself, by the way, 
by remembering that uh, Kamala Harris is a black woman elected to the United yeah, States. That too, it, but that as well. you know, but that that was only one bad word. Okay, Patrick, fact or fiction? The moderate wing in the Democratic Party is on the rise. Well, speaking as a moderate Democrat, I would love if that were the case, but I think that that is being overstated uh, generally. I think what we're seeing is this is more of a product of of Trump and of what Bernie and Warren are setting up as sort of a, a big fundamental question of socialism versus capitalism. And I think that mainstream progressive Democrats are trying to make the case that the politics and the policy proposals that Warren and Sanders are proposing are out of step with what the traditional mainstream Democratic Party has been for. I don't think there's any type of resurgence of sort of moderate Democratic, new Democratic uh, So now I have politics. to argue with you too, Patrick, because you are <laughs> as, as wrong as Howard and you have less excuse. You're a Democrat, Patrick. The moderate wing, as uh, the moderator here has called it, is not on the rise. It is the majority of the Democratic Party. Moderates are the majority of the party. Do the arithmetic, all the polling. I don't care who you're for. I don't care if you think Joe is too old, you're wrong. But just do the arithmetic. First of all, a moderate is in first place in all of the polling. Secondly, if you aggregate all of the numbers, the moderates are winning the debate between Elizabeth and Bernie on the one hand and everybody else on the other hand. Your man, Pete. So you just called Elizabeth the moderate to Bernie's extreme? Is that what well, you just and, said? And the in, in Mark's entire answer. Elizabeth and Bernie on the one hand the, and everyone uh, else. And now I'm coming just to the, making fun sure. part, the fun part, Patrick. Your candidate, Mayor Pete, is holding up the other half of the moderate wing of the party, along with the vice president and Senator Klobuchar and basically everyone else on the stage. Corey is kind of in between. Tulsi, uh, Side enough show. said, enough said yeah. to say your I, name and move on. So, Mark, I think we have a, I think we have a difference of opinion on what. Well, I know we do, Democrat and I'm right, is. and you're wrong. At well, that's definitely not true. And of the two of us, I worked in the Senate, and I can tell you that Joe Biden was not considered a moderate Democrat. He is considered an establishment Democrat. He is considered someone who is in the mainstream of the Democratic Party. He's not a moderate Democrat. He's not a blue dog. He's not a conservative Democrat. And, you know, Klobuchar maybe trends a little more to the moderate side of the party. But again, this is all in defining what a moderate is. Progressives in the party think that anyone who is not completely pure is a moderate. And that just isn't the case. I mean, what you're seeing is a debate between establishment Democrats and progressive populists. And there is no old school conservative Democrat in this field. There's just not. Well, if you want to define a way everybody who is on that stage, then fair enough, you can make the moderate wing disappear. 
But what I am saying is you have Bernie and Elizabeth out there and everybody else with an asterisk for Corey is to the center of them. And that's where the party is. The party is not where they are. The party is not the squad. The party is not AOC. Trump is a genius at distorting the the brand and maybe he's convinced Howard that that's where the party is although shame on you because you know better than to listen to him but that isn't where the party is and by the way people to the center to the center of Warren and Sanders are going to pick this nominee Mark Warren is leading in New Hampshire and she's now in second place in the recent polling in Iowa. All margin of error. She's still the favorite in the betting markets. She's come way down, way down yeah. from like 50% to 27%. Yeah, but she's, she's still low in the betting markets where Hillary was when she lost and the betting markets were wrong. So I don't know. I, I I don't been doing this a long time. Know know this party. The the voters to the center of Bernie and Elizabeth are going to pick the nominee. And it's going to be Joe, okay. I think, although Pete Pete is stirring the pot. So so these are our choices. We've got two people way on the left. We've got yeah, not, a guy, not the same person, by the way, but yes, both way on the left. Yeah, Sanders is to the left of right. Warren, which isn't saying much. Well, he's not a Democrat, um, right? And you've got Biden, who we can we'll punt on the on the age question. We argued that one out already, but and then, and then a thirty-seven-year-old guy. I mean, it's like, come on, like they're so so now Biden's too old and Pete's too yeah maybe. Okay, maybe so you have to be your age to be president. You're in the sweet spot. Well, We're looking uh, Mark, I am not declaring is my candidacy was, for president of the United States. Coming? I am not declaring my candidacy. Patrick's too Patrick's young. Patrick's legally too I'm li- young. I'm literally well, Patrick, too young. Well, and, I am constitutionally and ineligible. disqualified, but that's not this podcast. I am not declaring my candidacy. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Mark. But yeah, yes head. is the answer, actually. Like, you got to have enough experience yeah. that you've seen things and done things and run things, hopefully. And you've got to not be so old that you <laughs> that you start to lose it. I don't think I don't think many people agree that there is an age test other than 35 years old on the day you take office, not the day you're elected. There, There is no age test. There's no such thing as too old or too young. There, there is too inexperienced, but I don't think personally or, or too much experience. That's a fair charge against Patrick's candidate, uh, Mayor Pete. And and yeah, maybe there's too much of the wrong kind of experience. Let's let's uh, go back to Mayor Pete later because he's incredibly intriguing. I mean, just he's incredibly intriguing, and, and you know him, Patrick. Okay, last factor fiction question. 
it's irrelevant to the election that candidates are making policy promise that promises that they know they can't keep. Patrick. Uh, sadly, I think that's uh, I think that's true. I think, um, you know, this is kind of the old uh, Mario Cuomo adage of uh, campaigning and poetry and governing and prose. I think that we just live in a time where campaigns are all about putting proposals out there and kind of seeing what the public goes for. I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, discussion amongst voters about the technicalities of what can be paid for and, and what can't be. You know, maybe there should be. I actually think there probably should be. And I think that you saw that in the debate last night. Senator Klobuchar really focused in on that point uh, in driving people to her website to show how her proposals are paid for. Um, but among the average voter, I kind of think they think all these candidates are probably exaggerating a little bit. And I, I don't think it's going to have a material impact on who the nominee ultimately is. I I agree with that. Agreed. I think it's well OK. Said. Yeah, very well said. I think it's OK that policy I, it's detestable on one level that they make promises that they know they can't keep. But it, but by the same token, it's OK for policy to be aspirational. It's OK to aspire for Medicare for all, even though it's something I personally disagree with and I think is a losing issue. But it's okay if that's Elizabeth Warren's ultimate goal, if that's Bernie Sanders' ultimate goal, and they're going to do things along the spectrum to to get it there if elected, and that's what they're running on, at least you know where they stand. And we know they're never going to get there as a legislative matter, but it, it, it's good to know where they stand. So, okay. So let's run quickly through each of the candidates and give very quick hit thoughts on their performance. Just a couple of words. I'm going to go through the names. Booker. Second best Rhodes Scholar mayor on the stage. Patrick. Yeah, you could definitely you could definitely sense a little uh, a little jab there. I would say great night. I think, you know, to his benefit and detriment, he speaks like a preacher. And sometimes that means he meanders before coming back to his point. But last night. There, there was some gospel in his closing remarks, yeah. and it was, it was very well received. I, he's very substantial. He, he, he. I don't understand why he's not doing better. I think in part because he won't go negative. I mean, he's like, he's such a positive messenger. It's like almost too yeah. pure for. I was talking stories. about this with someone who's advising his campaign. I, I think Howard, you nailed the first part. I think it's, it's the positivity at a time when people are really angry. The other point I'd make is if you look at a couple of the people in the top tier, they are so crisp and concise with their answers. And Senator Booker is a powerful orator, right. but he oftentimes can't bring it back quick enough in a debate to really make that point that people remember. Um, and I think it's sort of a little bit of his curse of that gospel preacher. He, he doesn't have time to bring it back to where he needs to, to get that soundbite. Yeah. Gabbard, my word, irrelevant. No words can describe. <laughs> yeah, w wildly out of step uh, with the party and and a complete fringe candidacy, and was really, I mean, insulting in a number of different ways up there. I I was I was just kind of disgusted with her performance in general. Steyer, not going to be president. Appreciate all the voter registration. Well, money well spent. His money well spent. Nothing to say on the stage other than that. Billionaire who decided it would be fun to get engaged in politics. I mean, he needs to get off the stage. Well, the yeah, the 
criteria will take care of that. You know, Cory Booker is a serious candidate. He may not be gaining yeah. traction, but he's a serious candidate. A Tom Steyer is not a serious candidate, and he needed to get off the stage so that the serious candidates can have their positions debated. I completely agree. N- nothing to add. You guys hit it right on the head. Andrew Yang. That. <laughs> I laughed because it's like, yeah. Yeah, I'll start with that one. I mean, you know, I've got some friends, people that are intrigued by him. He's, you know, he's authentic and he's weird. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the country who kind of like that. And I think that there's something oddly appealing about him. He's not going to be the nominee. Uh, but you can tell that that authenticity that people crave, he's he's checking that box. Yeah, he had a good night, all things considered, I guess. I think the problem with Yang is that the core idea of his candidacy is a silly one, which is let's just give everybody in the country a thousand dollars. And that really makes it hard to listen to the rest of what he has to say. But he is a smart guy. There are a lot of folks, as Patrick says, who find him intriguing. That's a good word for him. But he's another guy who is going to disappear from the stage. Klobuchar. Like her. Good night. <laughs> another good debate. A little bit a little bit like we were saying about Booker, why she isn't doing better. I'm, I'm not sure. But I, I think she is, is advancing about as far as she's going to go. There just isn't a lane. Why not? I mean, there there should be a woman, a, a moderate, Midwestern, substantial female United States senator. There should be a lane for her. She's I agree. clean Donald Trump's clock yep. if she were given the chance. She's hard-edged. I mean, we know she's hard to work for and likes to throw things at her staff, but she's... Yeah. She's hard edged. I mean, is it that? I because I, I, I don't. She pays a price for being a woman who is hard edged. I think a man might get away more with that dimension of his personality. That's unfair, of course. That's wrong. I think there's a little bit of that going on, but also there there's just a line uh, in front of her yeah. because the content yeah. of what she is presenting is almost indistinguishable from Biden and Buttigieg, and they're just way ahead. Yeah, yeah. I would add, you know, and and I'm probably in watching some of the kind of punditry last night, I'm, I, I did not think her performance was as strong as uh, some of the others who were commenting on the debate. I think that she is trying an argument that is a loser uh, for pretty much every presidential candidate, which, which is just leaning so hard on congressional experience and how many bills she's introduced and all this stuff that people just don't care about at all. Um, and one thing I'll note uh, with her last night, and you see this with a few different candidates, there's some real frustration among some people in the field about how well Mayor Pete is doing. You could see it. She was right next to him on the stage. She is aggravated <laughs> that he is taking up the lane that she would like to be in. And it showed in some of her answers. Yep, I agree. Okay, Kamala Harris. I feel like every time she says something, it's like she tells a joke with no punchline. Not that what she's saying is funny, but it's like she talks, she talks, 
but there's no idea on the end of what she's saying. Like she's, she's not putting proposals forward. She's just pointing out problems, not solutions. I thought she had, I thought she had a strong performance last night. Um, similar to her, her strong performance that gave her that bump over the summer. I think that, you know, she benefited from some really good answers, her answers on her specific answer on, African-Americans running for office and and white politicians only coming around when it's time to vote, I think was a very effective answer in a field with, frankly, four white front runners. And I would also say she benefited immensely from an unforced error by the vice president that just kind of brought her. It, it, it sort of highlighted the point she had tried to make earlier in the debate. See, it's yeah. not moving the needle, though, Patrick. It's just not working. I, yeah, her. I don't disagree she with peaked that. peaked with her launch in Oakland. That was a great event and she just hasn't made the sale she can't close the sale people are just simply not buying what she is selling i think she's a formidable senator she is a dedicated public servant she is probably being penalized for never having had a job outside of the public sector but whatever it is, it ain't working, and she'll be on the stage. She may be on the ticket. She may yeah, be on the ticket. That's a good point, Howard. And I would say I think her and Booker both had good performances last night. If that's not enough to move the needle, to Mark's point, I just don't know what else they can do. Right. I mean, Agreed. separate from a big surprise performance in, in an early state. Okay, Joe Biden. We already talked about him <laughs> enough. Move on. President oh, yeah. Biden. I, I will practice, add, I mean, I, I want to saying it. Mark and I talked this out a little earlier. I mean, Howard, I agree. I thought, and and watching the pundits talk about him, I mean, he was getting a free ride from some people. I thought his performance was horrible. I mean, every single answer was just all over the place. Terrible. But it probably doesn't matter. That's the point. The idea. He has capital in the bank from a career and life well lived. He has already had twice. He has already had the worst thing that could happen to him happen. And there is a strength that you are not crediting in in this man. Yeah, I get it. He's Joe. And Mark, I, I like him. But there comes a point in time when... When he's not 51? Yeah. And therefore can't be president? It, yeah. Disagree. It's... Obviously, age on its own is not a disqualifying factor, Mark. But he, where if he's not sharp, like it's actually, notwithstanding where we are today, it's actually a job. You know, where being being sharp and making good decisions matters. And he's what I missed it. Where when did Lincoln get the Republican nomination? So Biden has to run against Lincoln. He's running against Donald Trump. He has, in every imaginable category, including years, he's older than Trump, in every imaginable uh, Mark, category, he is. I'm a not sure that he. And president I'm not sure, among other things, watching a performance like I did last night. Obviously, Trump wants him out of the race. That's what the whole Ukraine thing is about. And so he's obviously afraid of him. But I'm not sure he can stand up to Trump on a debate stage. I agree entirely, Howard. I, I couldn't agree more. I also I, I do have to question. I don't want to spend the whole time talking about Biden, but I question his political strength, too. Everyone talks about we're basing it off national polls in November and December. The guy is not a proven vote getter. 
in primary. And I, I just I think it's vastly overstated his political strength. And it, it has everything to do with the fact that he's a two term vice president with universal name recognition. Right. Um, OK, Elizabeth Warren. Very strong performance, I thought. She was she was much more featured in the first half of the debate than the second half, but she is so smooth. Her answers are are she's smart. Just she is so smart and she's yeah. just she sticks all her landings. Look, I don't we've been through this before. I, <laughs> I know her. I don't like her. I don't agree with her. I don't want her to be the nominee. I don't want her to be the president. But I want to say this in defense of someone I just said all that about. It isn't, Patrick, that she's smooth, although she is. She actually knows what she thinks. She is the only one on that stage, Bernie included, the only one on that stage who never stops to think about what to say. This is a woman who knows what she believes and is at home in her skin in presenting it to the country. She is having the time of her life up there, and it shows she is a very good candidate, but Pete is a problem for her because Pete is pushing her out of the top spot. And people come, people go up, people go down, but it's, it's really hard to come back from having been the front runner and lost it. I thought he did an unbelievable job last night of, not in general an unbelievable job, but I thought he did a great job on the experience question great of job. turning it on its head. Great job. Yeah. And look at all the Washington it. experience up here and what yeah. has that gotten us? Like, yeah. I mean, well, he obviously and, prepared for that, yeah. but he prepared damn well. Yeah. And it's the excellent. military card that he plays very sincerely and appropriately and authentically. Yeah. 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 My comment too was he benefits immensely and he is just so fortunate in how the field has shaken out to this point that he is not competing against a prominent governor. Uh, He has the outside of Washington lane all to himself. And that is remarkable remarkable. given that he's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Mayor of a Mayor well, of a, haven't gotten there way, yet. Mayor of a town of a hundred thousand people. Yeah. How, do you know how many votes Pete got in his election? How many votes? I don't he got? know. Not the eleven thousand. <laughs> eleven. That's awesome. Thousand Hoosiers. That's awesome. There's some. The there's some. Uni- there's some university uh, student council elections that have. God bless America, baby. Yep. All yep. right, Bernie Sanders. Not a Democrat. You know, I thought I th- Howard, you go ahead first. I thought he had a I thought he had a good performance and he came out with some some fire and some some fun. He's the only one that to me, look, I <laughs> to, to move to Canada if he becomes the president. But he when he speaks clarity, he speaks in cl- clear terms. People when he says something, it's understandable. Whereas a lot of people, a lot of these people, they're not saying anything or it isn't understandable. He just, he, he has such a, he has, a, he has authenticity in spades. He does. He, I would also comment. I mean, he's another one. His aggravation is very evident when policy proposals he's held for decades are getting sort of overlooked. And he chimed in on Medicare for all because he wrote the bill. And you can see that is similar to with Mayor Pete and some of the other candidates as Warren gets all the attention from the progressives. It is immensely irritating to him. And, you know, I think that shows and I think he, he brought some fight to the debate. I also would notice he does have some odd transitions. Sometimes there will be 
uh, back and forth between the, the candidates, and then he'll take it in a completely different direction. He did that on Citizens United last night. Um, but I thought he came out with some jokes. He seemed sprightly and yeah. ready to yeah. it, the opposite of Biden. I thought. All right, having let's. Said all that having said all that, two things about about Bernie. Three, he is authentically not a Democrat. But number two, he has moved the needle. Bernie from 2016 to 2019 moved the needle in the Democratic Party. Maybe in the country, we'll find yeah. out. And that is that is his legacy, but he is locked in place. He is 15% plus or minus. It's gonna be a problem in the delegate count because in state after state after state after state, he's gonna get 15% and he's gonna get delegates, but he's never coming near the top of this. Good, this good. All right, let's end part one of our um, deconstructing the fifth democratic debate and we'll be back with part two thank you for listening to the beltway briefing if you liked our show subscribe on itunes or spotify and while you're at it drop us a rating to learn more about the beltway briefing or cozen o'connor public strategies please visit our website at copublicstrategies.com